welcome to the Raising Grace podcast. This is Sheila's take. Here I, Sheila, give my thoughts on things. Thoughts come up all the time, all over the place thoughts. Here I'll give you a little snippet of my brain. Sometimes they will be serious, other times funny, sometimes spiritual, other times not at all. Take a peek through this small window of my brain. I'm not an expert in anything and I don't have any fancy titles. I'm just a human trying to figure things out as I go. Join me. Last night, I enjoyed a late night walk in the snow. The clouds were low and the street lights were bright enough for me to see all the way down the street. It was the perfect temperature for a sweater jacket and a hat. The first snow of the year is one of my favorite moments. Plus, up on my side of the town, we get big wet flakes that stick to the ground and stuck to the trees. The trees were coated evenly with what looked like those little pillows of cotton balls stuck to each individual branch. And each of the season changes are my favorite moments, reminding me that our world and our lives will rarely remain the same, ever-changing, ever-growing. I was walking so late because it was my bi-weekly girls' night with a couple of mom friends that live a couple blocks from me. Over the pandemic, um, we decided to stick together, and we had just met. Our kids were all in preschool together. Uh, the pandemic started around six months after preschool started, so we'd kind of gotten to know each other. But we decided when the pandemic started that we needed outside humans in our lives so we started getting together outside by a fireplace in our snow pants or whatever clothing we needed to stay warm just so that we could talk to each other and have another perspective besides the people that are just in our house and the people that are on the internet and the people that you know we can call but we can't see in person we needed that one-on-one -on -one experience and the thing about these women is our kids aren't really friends and our husbands aren't really friends, and we've never pushed the issue, probably because we weren't willing to share our time with that rowdy bunch. We've kept this tradition of meeting every other week or so, uh, even since the pandemic has more or less ended, and it's been a really great space for us to share everything that we're going through. It's just a time for three women with children of the same age to get together and talk about how we are surviving? The answer is, we don't actually know. We get up and we do the things and we come home and we do more things and we pick up the kids, we cook the dinner, we clean the house that was clean probably two hours ago, but managed to get unclean the last two hours. And then we do it again the next day, but we don't quite remember what it is that we were doing yesterday. We just know that we kept on moving and we kept on doing, and we kept on going. We talk about our ups and our downs in life and every day, how each other, each of our kids are progressing. And if we are making the right choices, should I have given my child more consequences or less consequences? Should I help my child make more friends? Should I get involved in that or should I back off? Is my child reading too much? Is that, is that really a thing I should be worrying about? We ask ourselves all these crazy questions that many parents are thinking about, but maybe not able to talk about with somebody else. We don't judge one another. We just listen. Personally, it's like a little group therapy session for me. And I will never give up these women. 
I've had experiences like this before where we'd have really close friends based on the situation of life that we were in. In this moment, I have friends that I can really connect with. And I'm sure as my children grow, I will find more connections or different connections. When my husband and I got married in 2006, we had several friends who had also just gotten married or engaged. We enjoyed a we joined a newlywed Bible study group and talked only about being married that first year. We connected deeply and shared our struggles and joys of that first year of marriage. How many times can a couple fight over chores and finances? Well, kids, it turns out the rest of your life is how many times you can fight over chores and finances. That's called a relationship. It's called marriage. (laughs) It was nice to know that the couples in that small group struggled that first year of marriage as much as we did. Newlyweds don't necessarily mean all of a sudden your relationship becomes uncomplicated and easy because you've committed yourselves to each other and it's just magic. It just means you're now committed to each other in sickness and in health. We still speak with many of those couples, but we all went our separate ways, live in, live our different lives in different parts of the country. But in that season, we needed each other. We needed to hear each other's joys and struggles, and that helped us feel not alone in that first year. I remember after going through infertility for so many years, and I didn't, I just didn't know anyone else going through infertility. I didn't have a group of people. I tried to find them online. I tried to find them online and I just couldn't find my people. Once we had decided to adopt, we started taking adoption classes. And in that process, I started making friends. I started talking to people who are also going through it, who had also dealt with infertility, who are going through the exact same things that I was going through. And I connected with those people. Those moments of waiting for a child caused a huge amount of anxiety on all of us. No matter why we were adopting, it was anxiety producing. We decided to put together a group where we would meet once a month and talk about how we were coping. Tears were shed every month. We had moms, we had dads, we're hoping, hopeful moms, hopeful dads, but we were all there for the same reason, waiting and waiting. Soon babies started coming to these meetings and until, until we could no longer have the meetings due to our busy parenting schedules and our busy lives. But in that time, we needed each other and we were there for each other. Our relationships with those people have changed but we are still in contact with each other. That was 10 years ago. And to this day, we try to get together from all corners of the city for the kids to play. In fact, I started working for one of those families. Where are you going to find your community today? We can't always rely on our connections from 10 years ago when we were in a completely different stage of life as we are now. We can continue to love those people but you need to find the community for the life you are living today. Is that community a group of new moms or a group of newlyweds? Is that a community of newly divorcees or widows? Have your children just left the house to go to college and you're looking for people who are in the similar situation of empty nest? What is going on in your life right now? And how can you find a group of people that are dealing with the same things? 
What I have found is that when we are struggling, we have to be the ones to reach out. We are so good at hiding our feelings. How can the people around us even know if we're struggling, if we're not willing to share, to tell them? How long are you willing to keep pretending that you're fine? You're hiding your struggles with your closest friends because you don't think they will understand. Part of being a human is having humility to know when to reach out. Admit you are drowning and reach for the life draft. You know, they say drowning is a fairly silent process. Are we expecting a mind-reading lifeguard to scoop us off the bottom of the ocean today? We have to be our own advocates. We have to be willing to save ourselves. We have to want to live and ask to be saved. We don't have to go through life alone. While it is so easy to check out of personal relationships these days by just logging onto the computer, we have got to be strong enough to take a look outside our screens and see the human beings right in front of our faces. We get a chance to have people walk beside us. Take it. Sometimes it's the people we expect to walk beside us. And sometimes we are surprised by those that end up unexpectedly becoming the most important part of our lives. You may say that you are alone because everyone has left you, but rethink this. Has everyone left you behind or have you left them behind? Has your situation isolated you? Are you chasing a person who cannot be available for you right now? Find new people. This world is filled with billions of kind souls just waiting to be your community. Go find them. We do not have to be alone in this world. Be curious. Ask questions. I promise you will find your right people in the moment that you need them if you open your mind, open your heart, and open your mouth and ask, how are they doing? If you are receptive to them, they will be receptive to you. I know it's not easy to be out in this world and to have to converse with strangers and make new friends. It seems harder almost as an adult to make new friends than it was as a kid, where it was so simple just to ask a kid a question and not be worried whether they liked you or not. Take a chance. Ask somebody how they're doing today. Talk to that person that you're standing next to, that you've been standing next to every day for the last three months since school started. How are you doing? What's your name? What grade is your child in? Find the commonalities with people around you. Connect with them. This is so good for your brain. It is so good for your heart. It is so good for your soul. All I ask for you today is that you take care of yourself by filling your soul with that desire of community that we as humans, while you may fight it, all need. We need people around us to support us. And that may not be your mother or your father or your sister or your brother. And it may not be your best friend from high school and it might not be your neighbor. But it might be the barista at your coffee shop. Or maybe it's the mom you're standing next to in the preschool line. Or maybe it's your pastor or the person that you stand next to in church on Sunday. 
or Saturday or Friday or whenever you go to church or if you go to church. Speak up. Find your people. Thank you for listening to Sheila's Take. If you liked this podcast, please rate and review it. Share it with your friends and family. And if you really like this podcast, consider donating to the project on Patreon. We are Raising Grace Podcast. Find all the important links in the show notes. Thank you. Thank you.